and thank you for coming back to Tech Talks Podcast. I'm Tecla Wright, your host, and here we are at my YouTube channel slash podcast, and I just wanted to pop up on here to share with you guys um, what's in my journal for notes and stuff and what I've been tackling and what I've been chewing on and what I feel like I'm hearing in the spirit um, and the Holy Spirit and stuff like that. So this is our new season. We're starting a new season and I'm not sure what to call it exactly. I think we're going to call it um, the journal season. I'm not sure um, how God's going to lead me in this, but I have prepared some things for the upcoming weeks and I wanted to share with you the first one. Our first one here is about um, seizing uh, every opportunity and how we can do that. And I have 10 keys to help us um, take in these little opportunities or opportunities in general. So 10 keys to seizing every opportunity. So before we uh, begin, I want to say a quick prayer for you guys today. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity to share your word and wisdom and love. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Okay, so like I said, we're going to be tackling the subject of seizing opportunities. I just want to tell you that in the beginning of this year, which we're in right now, when you see this, it's year 2022. In the beginning, I usually like to ask the Lord, Lord, what is my word or word phrase or something like that to kind of hang on to or to or to kind of churn in my mind and heart and to look for um, for this year. And I believe he gave me the word opportunity. And I'm like, okay, so I honestly thought big opportunities were going to come my way. And awesome good things were going to plow through and achieve and do and go. But that wasn't really it. I learned a whole different meaning and level on what he meant by that. And what he meant by that was, you know, I'm going to look at small opportunities and dissect them so you can slow down and pause and learn and, and appreciate small opportunities. And I'm like, okay, cool. So let's do this, right? Um, so throughout the whole year, he's been quietly and gently uh, and patiently been showing me opportunities such as little mundane things that we take for granted, honestly. There's so many times in my life that I complain even and grumble about some things I've got to do. But God would show me, he's like, you know what? There's some people who would actually be grateful to do what you're doing right now. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're right. So let's jump to, let's see, key number one. Um, you know, small moments are, 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 um, just as important as the big ones from, from God because they're from God. That's right. They're just as powerful and just as big, um, and just as meaningful, um, because they're from God. So it doesn't really matter if it's a, a big opportunity, like you're getting married or getting a job promotion or you're having a baby. Those are all big and good, but so is um, folding the clothes and putting them away and taking care of little things and remind yourself that 
you are given the privilege to do these things. But how can you make these things that are mundane maybe a little bit better? And I'm going to give you some key points here, hopefully today. Okay, so yes, um, small moments do get looked overlooked at because we're not thinking them, thinking uh, and appreciate the, them as good moments from the Lord. Okay, so that brings me up to um, <clears throat> key point number two. Key point number two is we need to engage with humility in order to better accept um, these moments, these these moments with courage. And I want to talk a little bit about um, engaging with humility and how it can better better um, us in a way to appreciate these moments. Well, I want to encourage you that, for example, we can take a moment such as maybe cleaning up the kitchen. Well, I want to I want to infuse uh, some good here. You can take whatever device. Usually for me, I like to take my phone and and just set it on the counter or on the window seal, and I'll listen as I'm. Um, cleaning up the kitchen. I'll listen to someone talking on YouTube. I don't necessarily have to sit there and just stare at the screen. I like to multitask and I like to listen as I'm working. So when I'm doing that, I'm actually um, learning something. I'm feeding my faith. I'm encouraging myself and I'm taking a moment to um, get back engaged with the Lord, especially when it's um, talking about when the person on YouTube, such as me, maybe is talking about the Lord and they're talking about something um, that they've learned or they're, or they're um, showing some scriptures uh, in a particular area in their moments of their lives. All that is good because that's, that's their moment from God that they're sharing with you. And God's given you this moment to, um, to be shared with him. And even if you're alone or with plenty, you're taking the moment, that small mundane moment, and turning it to, to be a better God-sized moment when you engage your thoughts and attention to Him, whether it be listening to something or praying to yourself, to God while you're doing the dishes or whatever it is you're doing. I just want to let you know that sometimes we need to humble ourselves by changing our attitude, changing our outlook, changing our perspective and maybe just asking the Lord, what is it here that I can do that can bring you glory? What is it here that I can learn? And maybe he's saying, you know what? Just humble yourself a little bit and accept that this is where you're at. And this is a good thing because I want to minister and encourage and um, give you back and feed your faith. So I want to go to... <clears throat> Number three, take courage. I want to take courage. I want to tell you um, to take courage because sometimes you need to take courage when, when it comes to humbling yourself. When it comes to hum, uh, being humble or, um, or whatever it is, what I'm trying to say is sometimes you need that strength. Sometimes it, you need to get over some fears and tap into that strength to humble yourself. And I know it sometimes feels like it's going against the grain, but that's okay. It's good 
it's actually a good thing um, to take strength and take courage and to to ask the Lord to help you take courage in order to surrender and to receive. But sometimes you need to take courage and um, go to the Lord and, and just be honest. And it's okay to be honest with the Lord because I believe in my heart that if you're honest with the Lord, he will truly be honest back. No doubt in my mind because he's done it with me. Okay. You know, we all need a little bit more courage to surrender to in order to receive. Sometimes, you know, we can have so much baggage that we're holding on to. And it's like, have you ever tried whole, um, giving someone a hug when they first arrive from the airport? They're like carrying all this luggage. Well, they have to set it down in order to, to receive a hug from you, right? It's the same thing with our Father in Heaven. We have to have that courage to surrender to receive from Him. Okay. <clears throat> so my, my fourth key on a key point to help us embrace uh, opportunities, uh, especially when we're looking for God opportunities, um, to be careful. And here's what I mean by that. Our pride will sometimes demand answers and explanations from God. And I want to be careful here because we can be demanding sometimes. I know I can. I know my children definitely can. And that's part of our pride. Our pride will come in. Um, it's just our sinful nature to um, think that we should have an explanation or demand an answer. Um, our pride will also question God's heart, personality, and intentions, and his character if we're not being careful. So that's why I think it's um, important to be careful that our pride doesn't get in the way. I also want to go um, to probably, I think, number five, that we have to remind ourselves, God is for us. He truly is for us. And I'll try to see if I can find some scripture and put it up here somewhere for you. Um, but God is for us. And we can trust his heart. We can trust his character. We can trust his um, um, His ways and everything like that. And God doesn't owe us an explanation to anybody or to anyone because his heart is for us and it, he, he, he can be trusted. Um, and, and, uh, yeah, I, I just know that I can trust God, even if it seems like, um, I failed and blew it and I'm like, okay, how can we fix this? Is there any way to fix this? Or, or that person did this to me and I'm like, how in the world is, you know, is this going to be any good? Like, how can any good come from this? Well, I know that if I really truly believe in God and who he says he is, which I do, I know he could be trusted. And I know his word says that those who love him in Romans 8, um, it says that he turns things over for the good, for those who love him. Now, these are for the people who love him and trust in him. Okay. <clears throat> so I also want to make mention of key point number six. God isn't human. Okay. This is what I mean by that. There's, I think, scripture in Isaiah. I'll have to look it up. Um, 
Isaiah says, His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And his ways are higher than our ways. And basically meaning, you got to remember that that we humans like to have everything figured out. We sometimes have mixed emotions. Sometimes our intentions aren't all that pure. Sometimes we fail. Sometimes we blow up. Sometimes we um, get too haughty. Sometimes we, you know, I don't know, we are rude and cynical and all these things. But God isn't like that. God isn't like that. God isn't rude. God is just. God is loving and patient and uh, steadfast and slow to anger and all these things. So you got to remind yourself that sometimes I think we humans accidentally and of course, sometimes, you know, unintentionally put God in a in a human form. And I think we do it because we want to relate to somebody and that's how we are. But we also have to remind ourselves that God, our God, isn't like my mom or my dad or my teacher or my peers or anything like that. God is way bigger and better than that. And we have to remind myself, I have to remind myself, and I think you should remind yourself too, is God is not human. Okay. I believe I have down here, um, second Peter three, nine, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. That's a good reminder. And, um, I also want to point out key number seven. Key number seven is um, who are we listening to? The father of truth or the father of lies? And this is what I mean by that. I'm going to give you a little example. Okay. So one time I was driving around town doing some errands and there were some thoughts that came to me. And I honestly was having like these panic like feelings like this anxiety just came over me and my chest felt tight I felt like I was having you know shortness of breath almost it was like the weirdest thing and I remember I had to stop at like Walmart well I had to go in there anyway for something but I was like I finally got there and I remember sitting in the parking lot and I was like oh my gosh Lord what is going on with me like these little fears and worries that I have shouldn't cause this overwhelming feeling like I'm having. Like, this is so strange. I know, I know something's up, you know? <clears throat> and I heard him say, okay, who are you listening to? The father of lies or the father of truth? Because the father of lies will bring discouragement, anxiety, and it, um, it will bring fear and deception and questions and it, it has all kinds of neg- negativity and has no peace. Okay. Um, so are you listening to that? Are you listening to the father of lies? And I went, yeah, I guess I am. Okay. And if you're, if you are exuding those things like fear and anxiousness and stuff like that, then you're already kind of like, not just listening, but you're acting out what you're listening to. You're actually acting out what you're hearing in your head. And you're starting to act up ugly like that, in a sense. So who are you trying, who are you trying to intimidate and not intimidate? Yeah. Who are you trying to model here? 
are you modeling the father of lies or the father of truth, Tekla? And I went, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, Lord. And he, he said, no worries, my, my dear daughter. Come follow me, your father of truth. Imitate what I have for you. I am peace, love, reassurance, comfort. I bring compassion and peace to you. Follow me, role model me. And I needed that. And then like, I just started feeling better. So key number seven is who are you listening to? The father of lies or father of truth? Okay. <clears throat> number eight, key, key number eight. Key number eight is giving up what you know. And you're like, okay, what do you mean by that? Well, here's something I want you to think about. There's some things you understand and there's some things you don't understand. And you're probably like, I don't understand. And that's what you need to give up. The right to understand. Maybe it's, maybe it's like, okay, I'm like really screwed up here. God, I don't get it. I don't understand. Well, maybe you're, you're not really supposed to. Maybe you're supposed to just give that up and say, Jesus, I trust with what I don't understand. I trust you. This is what I understand. And I don't get it. Things don't add up. I look back and I rehearse of how I could probably do things differently. And I still don't get it. I, I think I could do this. I think I did that. Okay, okay, okay. Enough of that. Because it's not doing any good. It's like seeing a van or a car or a truck in the mud. The wheels are spinning, but they're not going anywhere. They're just wasting a lot of energy. So what I mean by this is giving up what you know is sometimes you have to give up the right to know. Again, it goes back to that be careful of your pride and being demanding, right? So be careful with that. Give up what you know. And sometimes you can be a little too narrow-minded. I can say that for myself, that I can be so narrow-minded sometimes. And I don't even want to hear what other people's explanations are or even the God or even God himself sometimes I'm like you don't make any sense God and that's just the immature side of me sometimes I get I get that way sometimes and I'm sure you guys do too but that's a conviction that I'm dealing with myself is sometimes the Lord will tap me on the shoulder and he'll say sometimes Tekla you just need to give up what you understand and even what you don't understand and trust in me Okay, so let's go to number nine. <clears throat> let's see, what is number nine? Ooh, number nine is, what is God trying to teach me and in this area of my heart and his heart? What is God trying to teach me? Wow, there's so many things that I'm learning as we speak. Okay, so... There is um, scripture that I'm coming to mind to right now. It's Galatians 5.22, I think. It's um, the fruit of the Spirit, okay? Take a good look at that and ask yourself, okay, out of one, of, one or two or, or three even of these fruits, which ones are the primary ones that you need in your life that you need to learn from. Maybe it's maybe it's to be more gentle. 
maybe it's to be more kind. Maybe God's trying to teach you more kindness and to give kindness. Maybe God's trying to teach you the, the um, practice of the fruit of patience and peace. I don't know. So that's something you have to um, question yourself and ask God. Okay. And now here's another thing. Here's another little twist I want to give you. What is it that God's trying to teach you, but it could be about him? Maybe he wants to show up in your life as a gentle um, father. And you haven't really experienced a gentle father in your life ever. Maybe he wants to show you, I'm a gentle father. I love you. I adore you. Maybe that's a side of him that he wants to teach you. Or maybe he wants to teach you uh, joy. Practicing joy when you don't feel necessarily joyful. I don't know what it is that he's trying to teach you. But I know what he's trying to teach me. And let me tell you, it's not easy. And you know what, my friend? We need the Holy Spirit. We need him to help us receive we need him to help us to accept. We need him to help us with our pride and to humble ourselves and to have courage and to surrender. So yes, we need God even for to help and to be encouraged to go to him. I know it, it, it's a little bit weird, but that's how it is. Okay. And the last but not least, <clears throat> key 10 Let's look at our role model. Always look to our role model, Jesus. Okay? Jesus gets it. He gets it. If you don't think he does, go back in the scripture and look in the gospels. Because he does. He's cried with his friends. He's been in suffering and pain before. And he's, he knows it all. He's experienced betrayal. And he's experienced great love. And he's also experienced um, when the same person who's supposed to love you doesn't. And then, and then they regret that they said that. Or what they regret things they've said. You know, he gets that too. He's, he hasn't done that. But he understands how it feels to receive that though. So he does understand you. And he is our role model on how to respond to such things like that. He understands how to respond and he is our right role model on doing so. And we should look to him. And um, there was one more thing I wanted to say. And I remember, um, I don't think I put it in my notes, but I want to say something. You can trust Jesus. And I, I don't know if you know him very well. Maybe you have and and things have happened and you're not sure. I just want to say I'm praying for you and I understand. Um, so yeah, those are the 10 keys to seize all opportunities and to tackle them and to breathe life to them and to use, use the time maybe in your car driving around to work and, and back or doing errands and talk to God. Um, or listen to podcasts such as these and feed your faith and, and um, get educated in that, you know? So yeah, those are my tiki, 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 <laughs> 
10 key points. There, I said it um, for you. And I hope you like, like them and, and it was encouraging. If this was encouraging, would you do me a favor, hit like. And would you also do me a favor, if you haven't subscribed, please do so. That helps this channel um, grow in the realm of getting acknowledged, N not like in a kudos kind of way, but, but more in front of other people so that they can be encouraged with their uh, faith walk as well. If this has blessed you in any way, please encourage me back with a like and a comment and share this with um, a friend or a colleague because who knows what that little action that you just did by sharing could really be a remarkable blessing to someone else. And your sharing is like paying it forward, my friend. And I appreciate that. And let's spread more encouragement to one another. I hope this has blessed you. And like I say in all my podcasts, be embraced and let God love you. I'll see you next time here on Mondays. Check it out. Talk to you later. Bye.